0: My friend, I am so happy to be here with you today. I am just filled with lots of creativity. And it's so funny, as I was writing and preparing for this show this week, I was thinking about, I had this old story not that long ago, maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, I really didn't believe I was a creative person. And today I'm going to be talking about creativity and what I need to do to be able to be creative. And I'm like, wow, I'm really owning the fact that I am a creative person and this is my way of being creative. So, today I'm going to be talking about think time and how important that is. And I'm going to share my process of how I've gotten there and the small steps and the value on the other side because I've just had a huge learning lesson in the last week and I'm so excited to share it with you. But before we get started, I want to do a shout out to an iTunes review. And you guys, I love these iTunes reviews. They're so fun to go in and read and hear your story of why you listen to the show, what you learn from the show, what you love about the show, your favorite learnings. It gives me great insight, feedback, and it's also just a little bit of juice for my... uh, soul, I guess, so you can say. So this is from Switzerland. Isn't this cool that we have listeners? Our community is worldwide. I was just hoping there was one person out there listening. And then to have the show where there are people all over the world just blows my mind. So Mr. Ivan Vanosik said, Corinne is so soothing with her style, voice, and topics. How she really does it will show you how simple things in life can change things around you and at the end can change you to be a better, more compassionate and understanding person. Wow. Mr. Ivan from Switzerland, you hit the nail on the head, I guess, so to speak. So thank you so much. Go and leave an iTunes review. It helps the show out in this day and age. You can give back to the show for listening. Okay. Think time. So years ago, I interviewed Carol Dweck, who is a Stanford professor, and we'll put a link of the two interviews that I've done with her in the show notes page. So you can go back and listen to those. So Carol Dweck is a professor at Stanford, and I come across her and read her book called Mindset. And I think it's like page six of her book. She says, the thoughts you think can create the results in your life. And I was like, what? So my question for you is, do you even know what your thoughts are? And then what do you think about this? The thoughts that you think can create the results in your life. The book, The Secret was out. This might've been about five or 10 years prior to that. And it was like, oh, just think these thoughts and you can have it. And that just sounded a bit too woo. And then here was this professor. (laughs) saying similar things. So I was like, wait a second. So I've been on this quest for quite a bit of time of figuring this out. And I've tested this out in athletics where there's in the sport of swimming, right? There's a time. So it's very concrete information. But before we go there, I want you to think about it for yourself. Do you know what your stories are? I mean, I talk about it a lot. So my hunch is if you've been a longtime listener and you've been engaged, you're aware of the stories that we tell ourselves and the thoughts. If you first come to me, you may be like, what is this lady talking about? But are you aware of what's going on inside of your brain? How you're talking to yourself, what you believe, what you think about things, where your brain thinks. We have 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day that is a ton. Our brain likes to be efficient. So it repeats them over and over. And I know this, like when my clients first come to me, they're not quite sure about this. They don't know this, but they become aware. And we're going to talk about that and how you can become aware. And also I'm going to share with you my evolution of where I am today and things that I've learned and expanded as I continue to take myself to the next level as I evolve. So here's the thing. We're all busy. Right, That's the truth of it. And I know better than to be busy, but we are busy. We fill our time. And especially if you're like me, who thinks that productivity is a measurement of success, it's like, ooh, be efficient, be productive. It's like, I want to maximize time. right? I can get into that get things done list, which is just another way for me to be perfect. And I catch myself with this, but the busyness can also distract us from what we're thinking. And then you put on top of that is we weren't taught how important our brain is. We weren't taught about our thoughts and our stories in our life. Now, if you've been on this journey with me on the show and how she really does it, you've seen the evolvement of it that became a constant theme over the last 10 years, even longer or so. So it is okay if you didn't even know this until now, even if you've been a longtime listener and you're like, oh my God, I'm understanding now what she's talking about. I get it. It's supposed to happen this way because that's how it is happening right now. So, you may never have realized the value of your mindset in creating the results in your life. And that is okay because we've been taught that our results come from the grades that we get in school, from our education, from the brand name of our college or universities, from the brand of the company that we work for, or from the title of our positions, right? Or where we live. Those are the things that we think, oh, it's going to create the results. And I watch this happen day in and day out with highly educated, high performers, both in the monster community and within my clients. It's like, let me do it this way. Let me just work harder. Let me make sure I do this. And it can even go against the science of stuff and the research of things, because we get into this other stuff, this external thing, thinking it's going to help us create the results. For a short time, it can, it can create the results. And then at some point we realize that we've climbed a tall ladder that we really didn't want, or it didn't even bring us the actual results that we wanted, which is to really like ourselves, to be our own best friend, to have our own back, to be able to enjoy your life, to be proud of yourself because you're always feeling like an imposter or a fraud or that this isn't good enough. So this is what happens when we aren't aware of what we're thinking. So here's the thing and stay with me on this. The truth is, is that our results don't come from all those external stuff. Our results really come from our minds. And here's where it starts from. What we dream about. If you're allowing yourself to dream, and this is something that I've been really working on personally expanding over the last couple of years, giving myself permission to dream without attachment to the outcome and dream. And then with that dreaming, what do you believe is possible for you? So when I first came up with the show, how she really does it, the name of it, which I would name very differently now in 2020 than back in 2006, but that's what I knew back then. But the tagline of the show has always been the place where inspiration and possibility meet. And it's so interesting because for the, over the years, when I was doing all these interviews with guests, they've always loved the tagline of the show. And then I kind of hid from it for a while and I'm bringing it back to you. If you go back and listen to old shows, I talk about the show being the windows of possibility, hearing these people's journeys. And if it's possible for them, what's possible for you? you're going to have your own experience, but opening it up. So dreaming becomes important because then when you step into believing, you start to believe what is possible. Again, it's looking forward to what it is that you want to create, what it is that you want to experience. And from here, you're going to feel good. There may be excitement. There may be confidence, empowerment. Of course, there's going to be fear. Of course, there's going to be vulnerability and shame. That's happening, my friend, but there's going to be all these other feelings as well. And from that place, you take action and you're willing to like show up and you're like, okay, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit afraid, but you're also kind of excited. Like, Ooh, what's going to happen? How's this going to work out? This is what I want. Oh my gosh. So you keep taking action. And when you believe in what's possible for yourself and you continue to believe, and it does take so much courage to believe in yourself, that's when you continue to move forward even when you fall down, I've talked a lot on this show and I've written a lot in the Sunday Love column about falling down. We are going to fall down. It doesn't mean that you can't create the results that you want. It doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you are unworthy. It is just part of the process. Like learning how for a toddler to learn how to walk, they're going to fall down. It is guaranteed. We are going to fall down. We need to stop beating ourselves up for it. So, this idea of dreaming, believing, feeling empowered, feeling confident, right? Along with the crappy feelings and taking action, being willing to take action, being willing to continue to move forward. Even when you fall down, this is what Carol Dweck is talking about. Your thoughts can create the results in your life. They are the root cause of our results. If you don't believe it, it's not going to be possible. And I have tested this out and tested this out and tested this out all different ages, all different professions, all different educations, different genders. I've tested it out, right? And it is what I know is the truth. So how do you have more effective results? You must become connected to your brain. That is powerful. So one of the things that I have found out is becoming aware of what I'm thinking is so, so important. And I just came back from my own, my very first think week. I'm so excited about this concept. It just blew my mind because I always have a lot to do. I mean, the show's named how she really does it. And people often ask me how I really do it. And I have been learning how to have more constraint over the years and be more focused and be more deliberate. And I also have a full life, but I went away and I made a very deliberate decision that it was going to be a think week and I was going to be very disconnected. And I was on a cruise ship, no joke. I went to Florida and I was there for a little bit. And then I was in a cruise ship and I was so excited to be on this cruise ship because here's the thing. I wasn't going to buy the wifi on the ship. It's really expensive. And I didn't feel that it was really valuable. And I just wanted to be disconnected so I could create, I could do some thinking. I could just be with me instead of all the noise and all the pulling that comes at me on a day-to-day basis, whether it's the inbox, right? My email inbox, it's the social media, it's the texting, you know, it's my own family that I love dearly. When my daughter was young, she's now 19, almost 20. But when she was like three or four, I guess she was about four, she no longer wanted to take naps. And I remember I'd say, well, you can play with your Polly Pocket. You can play with, you know, your whatever, play games in your room. It's quiet time because mom needs this so that mom can be a better mom for you. That's what think time is. Think time is the ability to, for you to have quiet time so that you can get reconnected with yourself. And again, I was doing some work. I was reading some, I was listening to an audio book and I was exercising and I was thinking. And so that was my flow of think week. It was just allowing myself that space. And as I was reading stuff, the other thing that started to happen is I became more and more aware of stuff that was kind of packed down in my unconscious brain. And I would take notes and I wrote and I journaled and I thought and I slapped and I thought some more. And I really loved it. And what's happened from that is I've come back and reintegrated in a rather busy week, a really full week this week, but with so much energy and vibrancy and creativity and my ideas and like, oh my gosh, I am just on fire. My capacity has also grown. It's gotten recharged and I was really tired going in I didn't realize until the first day on the ship, I slept quite a bit. I'm like, wow, I was really tired and that's all okay because I took care of myself and I spent that time thinking. And what I realized was the value of having Think Week. Now, here's the thing. I've known about this concept for actually quite a number of years. The first time I heard about it was about Warren Buffett and how he spends 15 hours a week on his calendar to think, 15 hours to think. I remember when I first heard that, it blew my mind. I was like, wow. And here's the thing. My brain went, well, of course he can. He's one of the richest men in the world. You know, he can just block it. Plus he's older and he's established in his career. He can do that. That's possible for him. It's not possible for me. I didn't even know that my brain immediately went there when I heard about this concept that he had done. And so I just kind of discounted it and I was kind of amazed by it, but I also didn't believe it was possible. So I didn't take any action. I didn't even allow myself to dream about it. And at the same time, I started creating a little bit of space for me to think, you know, sometimes when I would jump in the car, I like to be efficient. I like to be productive, but sometimes I would jump in and be like, oh, there's been too much information coming in. What do I need right now? What I need right now is to not hear anything and just hear what my brain's thinking. And so that's a small step that we can all take when we're getting into our cars. That is just a beautiful thing, right? Because that is a way that we can actually implement this think time. So maybe you can't jump on a cruise. You can't be away from your family or from your work for a period of time, but we're going to have five or 10 minutes. It could even be when you're pumping gas and you just go, okay, I don't need to check in and see who needs me on my emails or on the text. I'm just going to sit here and think I'm going to be with myself we must give ourselves that time to be with ourselves and think. I know about this. One of my favorite books is Cal Newport's, I think it's called Deep Work. And he talks about this, like the focus and people, we can shut out things and different thought leaders and researchers and how they would go off to secluded cabins to spend time reading or thinking or integrating stuff into their life and then come back and align, assimilate more with culture. Now, when I think about some of that going out into the you know, the cabins and stuff, I think of like rustic, that's not appealing for me. <laughs> I've come, And I thought that was the only way. So I think I was between believing it wasn't possible because I wasn't Warren Buffett and the second or third richest person in the world. And the fact that I don't really like rustic things. I'm like, but why? Like, I don't want that. But I have found so much value in this think time. And I started, like I said, in small ways. So that's something you can do. Now, here's the thing that's really important is that I started out small in that way. And then I started to, I like to walk. That's another great way. I remember years ago when I used to do Bikram yoga and I wasn't good about making time for thinking, but I would go do Bikram yoga and Bikram yoga is a moving meditation. It's now called hot yoga, but it's a moving meditation, which for me, I personally like to do moving meditations, which makes sense. I'm a former swimmer, kinesthetic. And I would come out of there and be like, Oh my gosh, Beakram's like the best moneymaker for me because my brain would just go on fire. And I was trying to download it as soon as I could, like whether something's be on scraps of paper in the studio or as soon as I got home, because I would have all these ideas. Like there would just be that what happened was my brain had space. There wasn't input and it allowed this freedom to come out. And so that was great. So exercise I know for me is really important. So again, when I was on this cruise, one of the things that I did every day is I went and moved my body. Most people move their body because they think about, Oh, how many calories are they burning? Or, you know, are they exercising and being good or trying to lose weight? I move my body to make my brain work better because I've learned over time, my brain works so much better when I move my body. So I'm moving my body, I'm listening to an audiobook. and as I'm doing this and I'm moving my body, it's like, of course I pull out my Evernote and my phone and I just type up some stuff. These are ideas to talk about here with you about stuff to write about, about the problems I'm trying to solve for the aqua monsters, whatever, or a client issue that's going on, whatever problems I'm trying to solve, I write it down. I jot something down. It's an idea that I can come back to and I have a place for it. And that's been a tremendous practice for me. The other thing I've done about getting better about understanding what I think is I write a lot. I write to find out what's inside my brain. Just like when I read books, I get to be inside other people's brains. That's why I love Cal Newport stuff because I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to be inside his brain and see how he thinks and what he's learning, right? When you come on my show or listen to my show, you're hearing what I'm thinking, what I'm learning, you know, the things that I have seen, the patterns that I've seen with high performers that I get to work with you're getting access to my brain, you're getting insight into my brain. So having access to your own brain is important as well as it's awesome to have access to other people's brains with what they're willing to share. So think time has become something that's become more and more valuable. I journal in the mornings. I think I reflect, I've taught my clients the value of reflecting and having that space to check in with ourselves because I often, and I have some new clients right now and I've asked them, what do you need? And they go, I don't know because they're so disconnected. And that's what happens when we get so over busy. Now I have some questions for you. If you have the opportunity to write it down in a journal, then write it down. If you want to pause and pull up Evernote on your phone or Google Docs or something on your phone, or send yourself an email. For me, the email thing doesn't work because it tends to get lost in all the other emails, but Evernote or Google Docs are great places for me to write down, jot down stuff, especially if I'm on the move. So my questions for you is, do you give yourself time to think? And when I ask you that, don't use this as an opportunity to beat yourself up. Instead, be a compassionate observer. Be curious because these are opportunities to go, oh, and get you insight in what you can do better, right? Do you give yourself access to yourself to time to think? And when you do this, I want you to think about what is it you believe, right or wrong? What is it you believe? And it's okay. Think about what you want. I want you to think about the stories you create and attach to. And It's so interesting because again, like I do all this work and I'm journaling and I was doing some work and I later got in the shower and of course there's water. So my brain like gets activated and I, came upon this realization of an area that I wasn't being the leader of my life. I'm like, wow. And it was so insightful. I kind of find it to be fun. It's like, oh my gosh, it's when you open up a drawer, what do you find in this drawer? It's like, what do I find in my brain? We want to come from it from a place of curiosity. This becomes really important, giving yourself small steps. So it can be driving in your car, as long as you're driving safe, but thinking, turning off everything going on a walk, journaling, thinking before you go to bed, instead of filling it, like sometimes I tend to lay in bed and all of a sudden like pull up Instagram or something and scroll through. Now I'm numbing and I'm not paying attention to what I think. Finding that time. I like the morning. I like the morning to get up before I even check email to like, think about like, get connected. What do I think? I call it my grounding every morning. That is what I do. So what are the small things that you can do? Sometimes in the middle of the day when a lot has been going on, I go and take a break and I go on a walk and get reconnected back with myself. Now, I had mentioned that I had learned about this idea of blocking off space. I'd heard about it a long time ago about Warren Buffett. And then a few months ago, my family and I watched this great mini series on Netflix, and I think it's called Inside Bill's Mind. It's one of my favorite things. And it was about Bill Gates. And guess what? He has a Think Week. (laughs) And he reads tons and tons of books. And, you know, some books I would never, ever want to read. And I'm okay with that. I've given myself permission. I don't have to read it, nor the veracity of how much he reads. But what he will do is, I think a couple times a year, he has a Think Week and he has his bag, his book bag packed up, and he goes off to this little cabin. (laughs) It's pretty desolate. It looks like it's like a table, a bed, and he has his Diet Coke, and he reads these books and he thinks. And again, it's so funny cuz I remember watching that and going, "Oh, wow. Well, of course he can do that." You know, again, one of the richest people in the world. But then there was that whole idea of like a little cabin, and I don't want to do that. So I kind of discounted it. And then guess what, you guys? I had my own think week that happened. I created But it was in line with what works for me and the support I need. So when you think about your think time, and maybe it can be a week, maybe it can't be a week. But when you think about it, what is it that you need? What is realistic in your life right now? What do you want to grow it to? So when I first started, it was really in the car and then it has transpired throughout time. Now, what I've made a decision, because I came back and I told my husband, I said, oh my gosh, that was the best having that think time and having that capacity to do work and be disconnected. And I go, I'm going to start doing think weeks. And he's like, like Bill Gates. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, you know, Bill Gates does it like in some little cabin. I'm like, no, 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 that's not happening for me. I need to luxuriate in my think weeks. (laughs) I really do. I want to be taken care of. And that's where I am right now as a 47-year-old human. I don't want to say woman, but as a 47-year-old human who has spent a lot of time taking care of others. And it's not that I don't want to discontinue taking care of others. I've been in this past year looking at ways And I've been noticing that. And so creating structures and systems that can support me, hiring people. I have an executive assistant that's fantastic. Hiring people, building out my teams so that I can be taken care of. So I can think about the things that I am working on and helping others try to solve instead of trying to cram it in when I'm totally exhausted and have no more brain juice left. So the things that I've realized is that It's important for me to not have to worry about like, what do I need to eat? Going grocery shopping, even picking a restaurant. So this is where the cruise was fantastic was I knew what time dinner was. I knew what time the meals were. I could choose to go to the meals, choose not to go to the meals. If I didn't go to the meals, I could go get food at another time, right? I had that all taken care of. So there wasn't much brain juice (laughs) and I just spent between the gym and my room. That's pretty much where I was outside of dinner. And most people would have thought that was ridiculous and a waste of money. And I found out it was the most valuable use of my money and my time. I got what I needed. I took care of myself. I didn't use my brain juice on other things. And I was able to one, replenish myself and then two unpack all the stuff that had been going on in my brain. Because prior to that, I was pretty tired. I'd been producing a lot of content and I was like, huh, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Maybe it's time to wrap up the show, right? I didn't really go that dramatic of wrapping up the show. I just knew I was like, the well was being coming empty. And so I went into this, like I brought a book and I didn't bring a whole lot with me, which is interesting because I tend to bring a lot of books. I've got to work on this whole overpacking thing. So I brought a book or I had a couple books. One was a workbook and one was like a, a book for work and one was a book for pleasure And I was really clear about what are the things that I was going to work on. And then I also spent a lot of time journaling and I just spent some time, some time, not a whole lot looking out the porthole in my room and watching the ocean. And remember for me, water is really important. I have a blue mind, I have a blue brain and water is very calming for me. And I know that about myself. So for me, that allowed for that flow. And I like to have a nice space. I like to have a comfortable environment. Those are the important things. So for me, my next think time, it may not be on a cruise because going from Northern California to Florida is not the easiest form of travel. It just is not. It's one of my least favorite destinations, just the plane travel from where I live to there. There's a lot of obstacles and I don't know if I really want to spend that kind of energy doing that but I want to have a beautiful surrounding. And one of the things I've heard Oprah say is that she made this comment about your home and the space in your home is your home should rise up to meet you. And I think about that, like when I'm going into creative space is that I want to be in an environment where that environment rises up to meet me. It allows for the space for me to think. And so for me, that is having space. That is like actual physical space. And then like for it to be neat. Clutter doesn't work well with my brain. That's my brain. I'm just unpacking my brain for you to give you some ideas of what I've collected over the years. For other people, this may not be an issue. You may be like, I work really well. I get more creative with all these piles. Know you, be you, do you. This is my journey of what I figured out. So and giving myself permission to like saying, okay, I wanna have, be in a beautiful space. So maybe you'll be in the mountains. I actually have this hotel up in Truckee that I'm gonna go to next time, where there's a nice mountainside and the hotel is fantastic and they have good food in the hotel. So I can go down and get great food. And I'll have a clean room and it's not that long of a drive. It's a couple hour drive, if that. So for me, that's going to be my next destination because I want to keep it simple as possible versus like, you know, getting to the airport flying and all of that. But where I can be taken care of so that I can have the space to take care of my brain. Now, here's the thing. There was a lot of resistance that I've had over the years about luxuriating and luxury because I was like, Oh, you don't want to be a prima donna. You don't want to be a diva. You, you know, all of this stuff, don't be too big for your britches. And I also know that when John Wooden first went to UCLA, he was the basketball coach at UCLA. And one of the, I don't know if he's the winningest, but I think he won 11 NCAA basketball titles and just considered a great coach and a great model for success. And when he first got there, he had all this paperwork. And back then, you know, compared to what coaches have now, not as much, but he had paperwork and he was doing it and his athletic director who was an incredible boss came into his office lifted up his table and threw everything in the trash and said this is not your responsibility and what he was saying was take your brain juice and focus it on the team and helping them become the best that they can be All right and what we have to do is I'm a mom still I have a marriage I Running two different organizations, my coaching business and then the Aqua Monsters, I've got a lot on my plate. I have a lot of responsibilities, so it's not that I discount stuff, but for me, having think time to carve out the space to do the things that support the responsibilities that I have agreed to in my life is so so important. Which is so different than the cultural programming that I've received as a female of take care of everybody else before you can take care of yourself. I lived with that nonsensical guidepost for a long, long time in my life. And I've been breaking free of that over the last 15 years. So it is a journey and it's something that I continue to work on. But one of the things that I know for sure is that this think time is huge. And I'm so excited for being able to have this space to think. And again, it doesn't mean that I don't think unless I go away. I create space in my day throughout and I don't do it perfectly. And that's something that's really important. Yes, I have my grounding on my computer every morning. And this morning I went to work out and I came back and (laughs) I went to my email and there were some issues that I took care of and I made a deliberate decision to take care of it. Then I didn't have the brain capacity earlier in this week and I took care of it. And then I had breakfast and coffee, and then I sat down and I did my grounding. It's not my normal practice, but I honor that commitment to myself. And then I came in and I did the show for you. So I do have my grounding and my ideal world is to get that done first or immediately after I work out. But today was different. And I give myself that grace And that's really, really important because I don't want to get into this place where I'm constricting myself or I'm beating myself up because that's counterproductive. So I invite you to create think time in your life daily weekly. and Maybe you start out once a week. For some of my clients, they do this reflection piece and that may be the only time outside of our session that they're thinking and that's okay. And I don't let them beat themselves up about it. I say, this is where you are now. We're going to build this capacity over time. And it's pretty profound what happens because as Carol Dweck has said, your thoughts create the results in your life. So let's start getting really clear about what are the thoughts. And I realize you may be questioning, you know, whether this is really possible for you. And, and you heard my own resistance to when I would hear these stories of other people. And I'd even had a mentor who once said, oh, she did all her creative work in a hotel. And I was like, really, that sounds ridiculous. And it's an extra expense. And that's not necessary. And here I am. And part of it's also the stage of my life. Like I can leave home for a period of time and my kids are fine and they're going to be fine. And I'm soon going to be an empty nester. Versus 10 years ago, if my kids were eight and nine, the amount of work I would need to do to be able to get out of the house was pretty intense. And I just felt like the energy wasn't worth it. It's kind of like the energy exchange of me flying to Florida isn't necessarily worth it. Instead of flying to Florida, I'll use it to not get onto the internet <laughs> and allow people to bombard me while I'm doing creative work at this hotel. I'm gonna be staying up. So paying attention to what your capacity is what space you're creating, and you practice, and you're going to screw it up. Remember, that's what I always promise. We're going to screw it up. If you're questioning whether this is really possible for you, that was once me and many, many times over. And I thought, oh, it's possible for others because they had some special secret sauce. Right. But what I really know is that they didn't have special secret sauce because I've done this podcast for what, 13 and a half years, and I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people. And my guests have shared those stories. They're like, I'm Corinne, there's no special secret sauce. But what I've learned is what I needed to do was dream and then believe in myself, even when I couldn't logically figure it out. And then from this place, I could commit to practicing day in and day out. And I've showed up in my life And like I talked about with my daily groundings, I set it on my calendar. I love to put things on my calendar and I give myself grace if I screw up and I get on my email first and I go, oh yeah, how'd that work for me? Is that how I want to do my day? It's not how I like to do my day. And then I circle back and I make it better. And that's how I've created the practices that I have today in my life. Remember, we can have an amazing life. And know that yes, there will be shit shows. They will be there. There will be obstacles to overcome. But what I know is I live an amazing life and there are shit shows. And I too once thought it was possible for others, but not possible for me. And now I realize it is possible for me. So I'll take this one precious life I have and continue on my own personal evolution, being brave, trying things out, testing them, being an experiment, right? This is the one precious life that I have and I want to enjoy it. There's no dress rehearsal. This isn't a dress rehearsal for my real life. Like I have to remind myself, Corinne, this is your life. I don't want to get into scarcity, but this is your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to create from this place? And do you notice like the excitement in my voice when I talk about that? And there's going to be a lot of failures. There's going to be a lot of falling down, but because I'm no longer rooted in shame, I feel shame, but because I'm no longer rooted in shame, I can realize and understand that I'm going to fall down. And it's not because I'm a loser. It's not because I'm not deserving. It's because I fell down. What do I want to learn from it and get back up? So maybe you can't believe in you today, but know this, I believe in you and your ability to live your best life as the best version of you. And if you need help with that, then I have just the thing for you. Go to my website at howshereallydoesit.com and download the mindset practice workbook. That can be your small thing of taking 10 minutes of your day to start to get aware of what it is that you think and how it creates the feelings in your life, how it creates the results. So go to howshereallydoesit.com and download my mindset practice workbook that I've created for you. Create your own think time, and maybe one day you'll too have a think week. Thanks, my friend. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts. In television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR. And then I don't have to worry of, Oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide open.